uh, that the three losses back to back were hard, man. But I knew why I was losing. Yeah, it was. It wasn't always like it wasn't like skill. Like I was getting out wrestled in that, but when my head wasn't really in the in the game at the time. I think I'd had my own beating a Muay Thai career. Came in, knocked two guys out in me. Thought I was a guy. And I was still training hard and stuff, but I was like, I wasn't really uh, putting my mind to it, putting everything, ticking all the boxes. I wasn't yeah. preparing very well, you know what I mean? So then I had the three losses. I went away on holiday, came back and was like, I need to give this my all. If I really want to be and do what I say I want to do, then I need to give it my all, you know what I mean? Like I said, who's to say I can't bar me? I'm the only person stopping me and I was stopping myself winning the three fights so I kind of got it my own way and just started making sure I was preparing the best I can taking yeah. every single box make sure every stone's unturned and just putting my life and soul into this and now like, I'm nice. on this one streak now because I'm so prepared and it's not even just in the physical aspect of the game I believe it's mental mm. my mental preparation is as levels above anybody else and that is the difference and I believe it will be the difference Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing, and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as as well as the gua sha and manual lymphatic drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. <music> Mark, you're an undefeated pro fighter based out of there in Scotland, man. Thank you so much for taking your time. I really appreciate it, man. No worries at all, man. Pleasure. I love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Hey, I grew up, I grew up in Falkirk. I've kind of always lived in the same house and in, in, in the same place. Eh? But I think it's like anywhere in the UK or Ireland, whatever. Like, if you're, okay. if you're a, most people play football. Yeah, I mean, so I played football for a bit. I played that, but I never really, really enjoyed that. I only done that because like my friends were doing it. Like gotcha. I'd always had a kind of a more inclined to like conflict and box and stuff like that. I'd never really tried any boxing gyms or martial arts gyms, but growing up, they were the kind of films that I would, I would love to watch. There's stories of me when I was younger, like yeah, I watched a uh, kickboxer with John Claude Van Damme, and I was yeah. put my knee through, the, I put my knee through my wall in the plasterboard. <laughs> I was a hyper kid, I had kind of ADHD, so I was kind of always bouncing about. And like I said, I tried football, but it just—it wasn't really for me. I didn't. I only done it because my friends done it. And then yeah. uh, I finally, at school, one of my friends said to me that he tried the MMA, and I was like, "Mate, I'm coming with you. Like, I'm coming with you tonight. We're going. I'm going to try this out." And I've never ever looked back since, man. That I think that's my call, and that's what I needed. Somewhere to channel my energy. Obviously, like I said, I had ADHD. I was hyper. I was bouncing all over the place. I was getting in trouble doing this and that. So somewhere for me to go and learn the values and the principles of uh, martial arts, like discipline and uh, just somewhere I can channel my energy yeah. and obviously later on be successful in it and uh, maybe make a career and a life from it. So that's kind of how it started. And now yeah, I'm a Come good on. few years deep now and I'm, I'm lo- living the dream, man. I'm loving it every single bit of it, man. So 
Oh, that's amazing, man. And I mean, according to Tapology, which is only correct half the time, but they say you had your first Amy fight back in 2016. So you've been fighting for a while. Uh, were you fighting before that even? Yeah, mate. So I actually fought Muay Thai before that. You know what? I, okay. I started this gym and uh, I first started MMA. So I first started MMA and we were training MMA, but it was an MMA class. And then we were watching guys after our class that were sparring. And I was just so fascinated. I was like, how are these guys fighting each other? And he was like, oh, that's the, the Muay Thai sparring. If you want to do that, you need to do Muay Thai. So I straight away sacked the MMA. I was, I was there to fight. I wanted to fight. I was just intrigued by that. So I sacked the MMA and started Muay Thai. And then obviously I went down a career in Muay Thai. I had a, an unbeaten, wow. unbeaten air record. And it was 5 0 1. I went over to Thailand stuff. I fought in Thailand. But then I, I, I kind of I ventured back over to MMA eventually. Yeah. Like, I think it was destined for me to go back to MMA. So I went back to MMA and I had my debut. And I think it was 2016, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Who was it that, uh, well, I guess, what was the reaction from your parents when you were like, dude, I want to go fight in a cage and go do Muay Thai and stuff like that? <laughs> my mum, she's always kind of knew. Uh, I think she's always kind of knew this is my, my call and my purpose. Okay. Yeah. She's always encouraged me to go do Muay Thai. Like when I came home and told her, I was, I was like, Calm's doing MMA. I'm going to go. She was like, I've been telling you for ages to go and do MMA. And I'm obviously <laughs> She been t- she was telling me for ages, but I was, at that time I was too busy going out and fucking about my friends and not doing anything like just literally messing around. Yeah. And then that that was that that day when he told me he was going, I was like, this is my chance, this is my my window. And then she yeah. obviously she knew she she told me before and she just supports me and she's happy with what I'm going to do because she knows in the long run I'll be able to support her and the rest of the family. Come on, where where do you think your drive to be so successful comes from? My drive, ah. Uh, my drive to be successful, just for a better life, man. I've always wanted a better life for me and my family, yeah. and, my, and my team of people around me. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't have a lot growing up, but I wasn't like poor. Yeah, you know I mean, but I wasn't like I wanted more. Yeah. I've always knew I could if I just channeled my energy in my mind, I could, I could be successful. I've always had a inclination that if I just push myself, mm. I'm destined for something. You know I mean, I just keep pushing myself, keep trying. Like who, who's to say I can't? Yeah, you know I mean, no one bar me. That's the way I look at it. Yep. Like there's yep. no one that's really going to stop me, bar me and my own mind. So if I can channel my mind and make sure I tick every box, I'll be successful and I'll be able to look after my family and I'll be able to do and pursue all my desires and just be, do or have anything that I want. And I believe any human's capable of that, to be, do or have whatever they desire, as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's so good. And looking at your record, there was a time on your record where you had lost like three straight back in like 2016, 2017. A lot of amateurs at that time, you know, probably would have quit having those three losses in a row. What was it that kept you going? And then, you know, what have you changed in your training that's got you on this massive win streak now? Uh, that, the three losses back to back were hard, man, but I knew why I was losing. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't always like, it wasn't like skill. Like I was getting out wrestled in that, but my head wasn't really in the, in the game at the time. I think I'd had my unbeaten uh, Muay Thai career. I came out and knocked two guys out in MMA. thought I was a guy. And I was still training hard and stuff, but I was like, I wasn't really uh, putting my mind to it, putting everything, ticking all the boxes. wasn't yeah. preparing very well, you know what I mean? So then I had the three losses. I went away on holiday, came back and was like, I need to give this my all. If I really want to be and do what I say I want to do, then I need to give it my all, you know what I mean? Like I said, who's to say I can't bar me? I'm the only person stopping me. And I was stopping myself winning the three fights. So I kind of got my own way and just started making sure I was preparing the best I can 
ticking yeah. every single box, make sure every stone's unturned and just putting my life and soul into this. And now that I'm nice. on this win streak now because I'm so prepared and it's not even just in the physical aspect of the game. I believe it's mental. My mm. mental preparation is as levels above anybody else and that is the difference and I believe it will be the difference when I go on to be world champions and stuff like that and I'll be able to tell people that like, this is how we do it. You know what I mean? The mental, the mental preparation is, is massive. So yeah. it's, it's really overlooked, I feel. People just try and get in shape and totally. yeah, you can get you, you can get mentally sharp and mentally strong by pushing your body and getting fit but you really need to work the, the visualisation, the mental aspects, meditation, being aware uh, just being able to calm the mind down in stressful situations and scenarios, stuff like that, is where I feel I exceed. Oh, it's huge, man. I, I yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm not a fighter, but I, I'm very big on visualization and and you know, putting that together. Mindset, man, is is huge for me. My other podcast focuses on you know entrepreneurs and world changers and stuff like that, man. That's awesome. Of all your career fights, I think you've only gone the distance like one time. You finished every single one of your wins there what's the game plan when you go into the cage? Are you able to hear your coaches or do you just kind of go in there with the game plan, know what you got to do? Yeah, I've got a hundred percent finish rate, man. So I've never, every fight I've won, I've not went to the distance. It's been within the distance. I've managed to, I managed nice. to get the finish. Come either on. sub or, or a knockout. But uh, oh, I, I do hear my coaches. Yeah, I hear my coach very well. He speaks very clear. And I always, always kind of listen for him. But my fight IQ, I believe, is kind of what allows me to get the finish. Like I make, and if I'm never, I rarely have a fast first round, but I can, I mean, I can put the, put the pace on, I can get the first round finish if it's there. But the first round for me is just really kind of reading, making reads. I'm a smart fighter, I believe, and I'll just sit, I'll set up things, I'll see how they react. Yeah. And then usually by the second round, like my last fight there, I told my coach in between rounds, I'm getting the finish this round. I can feel the demeanor. I can feel the energy changing here and, and the ring and there. I can see what shots are landing and what will work. Which I think it's just really fight IQ. Like you, you can only get so far in this game being an athlete or being tough. You need to tick all the boxes in that. And I believe the, in the past couple of years, my fight IQ has really skyrocketed when it comes yeah. to the striking and stuff like that. I feel like mm. I can read a fight. I can set things up and, uh, and get the finish usually always. Yeah, that's awesome. You talked about being you know mentally prepared for your fights. What what's that backstage routine like for you before you walk to that cage? How you feeling, man? Do you ever have nerves or get scared about walking out to the cage at all? Never really scared. Uh, I believe that you you can either get nervous or excited, but you get to pick. It's the same feeling. Yeah, like your your heart and that responds the same way to nerves or excitement, but you always get to pick, and I always pick excitement. Like uh, nerves can either cripple you or propel you. I would say, and I use it. I use the pressure. I use the nerves to propel me and make sure that. I perform at my best, at my optimum. But uh, my backstage kind of warm-up, it's just like simple. It's hit the pads, do whatever, get warm. But I always like to cool down before I, before I go out. I like to kind of do a quick blast and then cool down and just sit and kind of zone in, start mm. to close in. My coach says to me, kind of start zone. He tells me when to start zoning in. That's when I start zoning in. And I kinda, that's when I kind of, I would say, I go into flow state. So I'm quite yeah. big on flow state and kind of tapping into that. So I work on that. And the time the runner comes to get you and says, Mark, you're ready. And you start walking to the cage. I'm in flow state. It's just all subconscious from there. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good, dude. Oh, when can us fans expect to see you back in the cage? I'm looking to get back in December, man. Like, I hate being out and watching other people fight, man. I like to be active. Like I've been trying to fight all year, but I've been struggling eh, to get a match, struggling to get a fight. Obviously, with Corona and people not wanting to fight me, so that's why I got two great fights, two great opponents. I just fought there. 
back-to-back yeah. two-game guys, and I'm really, really happy they took the fight. And obviously getting the, the two wins back-to-back, but I'd say December, hopefully, if, if I can get a fight. Yeah. I think that's the only problem I'll ever have now is trying to get people to fight me. I'll fight yeah. anybody. That's, that, that's how I am. I, I believe I can prepare myself to beat anybody on, on planet Earth. So I'll never really turn down a fight. Yeah, I'm always getting a fight, but hopefully December I want to be active. You'll see it. You'll see a very active Mark Ewan once the ball starts rolling, once the shows come back on, uh, once even once I get signed to a major promotion. That, that's not far away, I would say. But once I get signed to a major promotion, you'll see me fighting every eight to ten weeks, every couple of months. I'll be fighting because I recover very well. I look after my body and my recovery and my nutrition, all that. The way mm-hmm. I train, I smart. I mean, I, I look after my body, so I'd say you'll see me in and out of the cage an awful lot picking up yeah. all wins and, and knockout stuff like that. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I wanted to shift to some fun questions here. I've got these things called pod decks. It's such as random questions. Uh, we'll nice. pull one out here and see, see how it goes here. Dude. Yeah. Uh, this one says, if you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? I'm not a clue, man. That's a, that's a really hard question. Let's see. What, uh, I'll I, grab another yeah, one I, I don't regret a lot in my life. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. Everything happens for a reason, but like yes. where you were destined for that. Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to make that choice and I made that choice. And then I see, I, maybe it's a bad choice at the time. There's positives to take away because I'm going to learn from it. Yes. Maybe later down the line when I reflect on it or I was maybe pe- supposed to go down that route. So, yeah, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I don't really regret a lot in my life, mate. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I don't think that I don't have any regrets that I've had the crazy life, man, and, and all that nutty stuff, man. And, you know, I don't think that there's anything undo I would undo just because it may be the person that I am today. Yeah, 100%. That's how you build character, making mistakes, making these these things yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just all for a reason. One of my virtual mentors, Ed Milet, man, he talks about life happens no for way. us, not I, to us. I, is he one of your mentors, Ed Milet? Oh, yeah, you like Ed, dude? Oh, man. Yeah, mate. So I was going to say, yeah, a minute ago, like, my inspiration, like, I don't just learn from, well, I'll tell you who I learn from. People who have what I want. People yes. who do what I want to do. That, that, that's, that's who you should learn from, I believe. So Come I learn on. from the greats, not only in sport, but in every field. So entrepreneurs, business. And Ed Millett's one of them. I love Ed Millett. Some of his quotes are amazing. And some of his work, his podcast and that. So when you said that, man, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Ed Milet, I came across him in 2018. And then 2019, I actually won the Max Out Challenge that he did on Instagram. Oh, so I, I won a phone call with him. And so I got to record it. It's on one of my episodes of my other show uh, where I got to have a 30-minute phone call with Ed, dude. And it was life-changing, dude. It, oh, and man, uh, opened up crazy, so many doors. Uh, so I've been able to speak with like, you know, Brad Lee and Sean Whalen and Bedros Koulian and, you know, Jim the Rookie Morris. All those guys have been on my show now. And uh, man, it's uh, so good. Yeah, Ed, dude, one of my favorite guys ever. I've got his quotes on my all of my walls, dude. <laughs> that's so cool, man. I can't. That's funny you said that. Like, I'm a big fan of Ed, right. and I've been for a while now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Now it looks like you've done some traveling. Like, what's your favorite place to travel? Travel. Thailand's got a special place in my heart, man. I went there when I was young. Okay. Obviously, train. I went myself. So, young boy, go to Thailand yourself. There's no parents. There's no coaches. I was just there myself, training in, a, in this kind of like this old camp called Sassy Prapa. It's a renowned old gym in Bangkok. Okay. I was just there training, and I feel I feel I really found myself. When I went to Thailand at that age. I kind of became a mature fighter, a mature person when I went there. So and then I've been back uh, to the islands to visit the islands, and made, Thailand's an absolute paradise. I think a lot of people will tell you that who have been like a lot of people go and never leave. Yeah, They'll go to Thailand and just never leave. But it's an absolute paradise. There's nothing you cannot do. There's nothing you can't pay for. Yeah, I mean it's just it's like in my opinion it's got a special place in my heart. And it's a it's a real paradise. 
Nice. I'm a big music guy, so love to ask a question. Like, who's a favorite band for you, or do you have a favorite type of music you like listening to? I listen to a little rap, mate, like you know, UK rap, uh, US rap, and that. So I think who am I listening to right now? A guy called Potter Paper. Okay. He's a UK artist, so I'm listening to a lot of him at the moment. But I love like your uh, anything rap or UK. I'm trying to try and get American rap, you know. Okay. Uh, I listen to Gucci Mane. Do you know who that is? Gucci Mane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gucci Mane, Meek, Meek Mill, uh, you've got Young Fog, you've got uh, yeah. the guy's name again, Lil Dark, you've got Lil Baby, Da Baby, all the American guys. I listen to a lot of really? rap, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, Mark, I also wanted to give you an opportunity just to give a shout out to coaches, teammates, sponsors, man, anything like that. The, the camera's all yours, bro. Yeah, I just want to get a shout out to my team and man, my, my head coach, James Dillon, for kind of like that guy invested a lot of time in me, man. And uh, I really am grateful for it. And I hope he knows that. Like, I'm grateful and I believe, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go on to be a world champion and kind of do him proud and be his first world champion. I just want him to know that I do appreciate all the time and they invest into me. And obviously, my team that helped me and pushed me, uh, I'm grateful for them. My family that support me, everyone that comes to my fights and stuff. It really does mean a lot. And I don't think they realize it. Yeah, the support that means an awful lot, especially being like a young fighter and chasing your dreams. Sometimes you're the only person believing in yourself, and um, but having that extra person who says they believe in you or comes to support you, that definitely helps. Yep. And yep. Uh, I've got so many sponsors, man. I'm not gonna name them all because I'll be here all day. Actually, <laughs> I'll end up forgetting one, and then I'll, I'll end up ruining it. Yeah, yeah. But just everybody that supports me. Everyone's a fan. And, yeah. I'm going to go on to do great things and I'm going to go on to help people. I just want people to kind of keep supporting me and keep following my career. And thanks very much. Come on, man. Dude, such an honor to have you on my show, Mark. I love that you follow Ed Milet and a fan of his as well, man. I'm a big fan. So that was an awesome connection there, dude. You're an absolute world changer, man. I'm excited to see you back in the cage. Thank you again for taking the time, man. Truly an honor. Thanks very much, man. It's been a pleasure. Nice speaking yeah. to you. What's going on? Thank you so much for watching the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. If you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that I offer, I wanted to drop them to you right now. One, I do voiceover work. So if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos or maybe it's Kickstarter videos or whatever it is, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you out there. I also work with brands on brand and product videos. So they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings. Let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and help you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. And let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericgallonmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.